Hi everyone, you won't be able to hear the episode in the background of the podcast. So in order to sync up the show with what we're saying, you should pause now and hit play as soon as the main titles start. Hi, this is Tony Graffia, writer, executive producer of Outlander. I'm here with Matthew B. Roberts. Hello everyone. And we're here today to watch episode 313, our finale called Eye of the Storm. And we are going to celebrate the uh, final podcast of the season today. Uh, We're switching it up a little. We've got some bubbly champagne here um, that is a gift from our agents. So thank you very much. Um, Matthew is opening it right now. All right. Hold on. (laughs) You move over here. Everyone out of the way. Oh, there we go. Nice. Oh, my God. It's spilling all over. It's not spilling all over. A few drops (laughs) fell out. It's not bad. It it looks good, though. It does. It wasn't bad. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this one. I think because we had to wait so long uh, to start the podcast, it got a little warm. So that's Ah, what happened. Pour it. So that's for you. Pour it, baby. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll cheers this. Thank you. All right. So the Ooh. last podcast of season three. Cheers. Cheers. Congratulations. Congratulations to you, Matthew, especially on this episode, as this is your very first uh, directing. Matthew Roberts directed this, and there's your credit. There it is. We're super yeah. proud of you. Uh, we started this episode a little different, uh, differently than normal. Um, one started with voiceover. We don't usually do that. Right. Uh, the title card is incorporated into the uh, the story into the beginning. Yeah. We planned pretty much from the beginning. We wrote this one together, Matt and I, and um, uh, we want we knew we wanted from the very beginning to start with this image of Claire drowning, um, and especially the provocative words of opening with um, "I was dead," um, and then of course. We catch up with it later and we know what's going on, but we really like to open it up with this kind of surrealistic um, and poetic image. And, and, um, and a way of uh, catching up with the story. And then, of course, we, we cut to where we left off was um, Claire was on her way to Rose Hall after, to save young Ian after Jamie was apprehended by um, Captain Leonard. Yeah. This was... Uh... This is actually filmed on an estate in South Africa, and um, a beautiful estate overlooking Cape Town. It was unbelievable. That had been there for hundreds of years. Uh, it originated um, mm-hmm. when uh, Cape Town was first founded, so we were lucky enough to be able to, to go there and, and see some very historic um, places. So uh, Yeah, it's really pretty there and really spooky. It looks... Very spooky on this night. I believe it was your idea to have those slaves walking down the street. Um, walking the, down the, the, the well, the, not the street, path. the yeah. path. Yeah. Um, the idea is that they were going to the the voodoo ceremony that yeah. happens later. That happens um, later. And they're chanting uh, because they're Galus' slaves and they're on their way uh, to their uh, one of their sacred rituals on uh, one of their holidays. Yeah. Religious holidays. So we had, uh, uh, this was back in, um, um, I have that sign in my office, actually. Um, we must have, uh, we went round and round about adding this in or, or keeping this in or, or taking it out. Right. Um, it's basically, we had to explain how Jamie eventually gets out and yeah. how he got word to uh, John Gray about his arrest. And this, this slave quarters uh, was um, one of the, one of the sets that, that uh, Gary Steele and his team repurposed from uh, the black sales uh, back lot. So hmm. and we put, Rose, you can see Rose Hall. We put it back in visual effects. We put it back in the, um, the, in, back, the distance, yeah, in the distance. So you kind of attach the two places because this was filmed at a completely different place. 
and this little dog actually had a limp but i was so concerned that it was hurt and the, and the owner say oh it limps oh, yeah. uh, the owner absolutely said that's what it does it's perfectly healthy huh but it, it it acted like it was limping so i really uh it was a method dog method actor dog course there's the two the two dead boys uh from the pre yeah from uh that were in the that were were uh, locked up with ian in the pit i like how he's just (laughs) he's just so fearless he's like his uncle jamie he he's never been afraid of her um and he just gives it right back to her he just freaks out on her and i mean she kind of likes it though (laughs) it's like Ah, he's got he got some spirit. This kid. Well, one of the notes to to Lada was to not flinch, and yeah. she did such a great job. She just held her ground. Yeah. She doesn't move. Oh, she she doesn't she's even amazing. Blink. And I've been waiting since the witch trial to reunite the two of these these ladies because they're awesome together, and they're both such powerful actresses and performers and great characters from the book that I I just couldn't wait for their reunion. Um, this season. Yeah, they see each other uh, in episode twelve. Right. Um, they're both, I think, uh, both shocked, but also excited uh, to to find out how yeah. this how this you know reunion. We had a couple reunions this year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, quite a few. And they, of course, they were friends. You know. Um, Frenemies, maybe a better word. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's the thing. You you mentioned their friends a few times, and I would never call them that. I wouldn't certainly want Galas as my friend. If, <laughs> well, if that's she saved the case. Claire's life, though. She did for her own purpose, though. Well, that's true, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, they both. They you know they're both wary of each other, and yeah. I think they sort of respect each other or are intrigued by each other. Um, yeah, but they did. They saved each other's life, really, back at the witch trial, and so this is a sort of a rematch, more of a rematch than a reunion, I would say. We filmed the. This was actually um, we had a lagoon in in South of, uh, South Africa, and this was the 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 port that was built on that lagoon. So we had, mm. it's a practical set. So the water is right there. We had. Uh, we put, um, we could put boats in the water there. So hmm. now we filmed this at a different time. We filmed this as this scene was filmed in Scotland before you before ever left, we left for yes. South Africa. Yeah. Right. We had to cherry pick some scenes from this episode that were shot in Scotland before we made the move to South Africa. The, it's the, the only I, scene John Gray is in, right? And yeah. He, yeah. Uh, David Barry, who um, I love how he paces, you know, I've, I've kind of talked to him about pacing it up, like taking it slow. Yeah. And then basically bringing the hammer down at the <laughs> yeah. end of the scene. And he does. He, he kind of draws him into this cordial conversation. I'm going to listen to you, but he already knows what he's going to do. And that's the key to the scene. Yeah. And I think Sam does a really nice job. One of I think one of the most difficult things for an actor in a performance is when you have zero lines, but you have to act. Mm-hmm. You have to be present in the scene, and I think he is. I think there's yeah, you know, it's all about him. Uh, there's two men are having a conversation about this other guy, and and you know he had to be present during yeah. the whole every take. So. He's like watching a yeah a tennis match here. Yeah, Jamie is. <laughs> He's like watching one guy about ready to to get hammered. <clears throat> and this is where we, yeah. We should, okay, this, this is where you take control. Yeah, it was, and he really does. 
it was something where we, we did, you know, it came out of research again saying, how can we get Jamie free and came up with, well, you know, the, uh, 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 Leonard only has authority on the water and that was the perfect out, you know, for John Gray to use and get Jamie free. Um, the law's on his side. And I, I think that he, um, throughout the scene, he lets him believe he's a captain, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, and when he hits, you know, when he comes down on him, he uses his actual rank as yeah. a lieutenant to say, you're yeah. above your, you're, you're, you're above your station yeah. right now. So I'm going to put you in your place. I like this little exchange because that's where he says, uh, we've been indebted to each other so yeah. many times. And it's really a call back to your episode, all debts paid. Yeah. So all debts were paid, but more debts, the debts just keep going Piling back and up. forth between them because they're always there helping each other. We, we I do. love this shot because you can see in John Gray's eyes, it's just like every time he sees Jamie, it's like, is this the last time I'm ever going to see you? And they keep popping up in each other's lives, but he, he cares about we, him we so We debated much. about letting them touch, but I think it's more poignant if uh, because it wasn't something they did in the time Yeah, uh, that keeping them from from yeah. uh and and in episode four when you demanded they do a handshake and i was totally against it um it's because I <laughs> it think was it's, a hand clasp it I was a double a double I, hand clasp that's I, I, doesn't count as a shake i think it's i think it's more poignant when two people can't touch but they want to yeah they, you know they sure. want to embrace and they can't See, I, I love how Galus is. She's very seductive. Um, I love writing her because I love for, to to try to imagine, you know, her using her wiles. Um, you know, being a time traveler at, along with Claire, something, a bond that they share and that she uses that to sort of try to rope her in because she's got so much passion for her cause, even though she's a, you know, she's a, she's not, she's a naughty girl, <laughs> but um, she... It's all for a reason in her head. And I think, um, you know, we only, one of the things about Rose Hall is that we, we only had one room that was built for us. This is on, on, on the stages. Gary, it's uh, a courtyard, right? It's, a, it's it, like yeah. technically an outdoor courtyard, but it looks kind of like a living room. Yeah, and that's the thing. We didn't, we didn't have a lot of places to shoot the the scenes so um it, it it but you almost want them forced to stay together you know so someone right someone can't leave the room and this is where claire it's like i i need to get out of here she didn't find ian and this kind of is where it turns Well, they both have an objective here. Claire really wants to find young Ian. Galus wants to know what Claire's doing there because she's she's caught on that, like, there's got to be a reason that they keep crossing paths, and she thinks that Claire is... She thinks of her as kind of an avatar. That's how we talk about it in the writer's room, like they're each other's avatars who are there to stop each other. And... Is that what you guys? I, yeah, we've said before that well, like it was Galus wonders, is Claire her her foe that's been sent kind of through time to thwart her efforts about the king? Because after all, Claire's English, right? No, so no. So even when that, she yeah. first met her, she's like, technically, you're the enemy. Yeah. Um, and Claire, of course, came through time accidentally. She's not there for a purpose like Galus is, but Galus is. Like you couldn't have just come here by accident. No, no, and then I, shown I, up I, twice yes, in my I, life. I agree with like, that. That's yeah. why. That's why she is so wary. You know, she's so like, why are you here? Yeah. And why do you keep popping into my life? And this is how Claire. Claire's like, I'm not after you. I'm not trying to stop you from doing anything. Yes. I'm not involved in this whole Scottish King thing. And she, you know, she uses the pictures to prove to Galus, of course, that. Uh, that she really hasn't even been here for 20 years. Yeah. Um, she went back. She had a child. And at this point, and there was a lot of debate about this, like would Claire show her these pictures and endanger, you know, Brianna? But she's not endangering her in the moment because she has no reason here to think that there's any way that Galus would travel back 
200 years through time to harm her daughter. Um, she needs to get out of there and find young Ian. So she's... But Galus, of course, recognizes Brianna because they met in our last, the last finale that we wrote of last season right. is where Brianna, of course, meets Galus in the in 1968. Those pictures really did come in handy. I'm glad Claire uh, decided to bring them. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the book, I believe, Claire leaves the room to um, to give some medical attention to a slave in the kitchen, and Galus goes through her coat and finds them. Yeah. But, of course, we, we had, Terry had built the secret pockets in the, in the bat dress, and that's where Clara carries them. So, and we didn't have time to do a medical story with the slaves at Rose Hall, which we had to condense a lot of the stuff in the book. This is probably the most dense book in the series, and especially the second half and towards the end. A lot, a, we had to really simplify some things to so we could get it all in. And we, we elected not to do the medical storyline, but we thought it was stronger um, to have her show show the pictures to Galus to prove this rather than Galus um, surreptitiously finding them. To deliberately steal it right in front of her, too. And yeah, this she's, was... I love how she tucks it. I love how this is shot because she just tucks it away, and we know, uh-oh, <laughs> this is where the audience should start worrying, the non-book readers, of course, who don't know what's coming. Um, I'd be very worried about well, Miss Brianna a, Randall at this point. Once again, this is one of those things where, you know, in the book, you can just write another room. You can write something up happening and you can go to that other room or other spot where practically we can't do those things sometimes. You know, we, we, that would mean building another room right? and decorating and doing all the things that take time. And, and, and um, it's more about time than anything. So that's... You know, people always ask us about the differences, and and one of the big differences is that we do have to uh, condense. We have to, um, uh, you know, take the most poignant moments and and show those on screen. I think one of the big moments when they were we were working out this scene blocking, um, we wanted to have a really uncomfortable hug because uh, they're twentieth mm-hmm. from the twentieth century, so they could. They would, and and it was really. Uh, we want uh, Lotta. Remember, she said, "I want to make it awkward for her," and we're like, "Well, you did." <laughs> so you never know if when Galus hugs you, she's going to stick a knife in your back. And there goes there goes Ian, and she's now Claire realizes she's locked in this room. And this is where we we bring the drums in. You can hear the drums. Yeah, this um, this finale was really written in three three sections, which was like the the Claire Galis section in the first third. The middle is the the voodoo, everything that from the voodoo ceremony. Well, voodoo voodoo then, to uh, Abandawe. Uh, and the, to the cave. Yeah. And then and the third the, part. The third part is the storm <clears throat> and the stuff on the ocean. It's like three vignettes strung together, but but they all they all are on this this story arc of the search for four where they eventually end up. Yeah, well, they already know because they've seen the episode. Yeah, <laughs> well, I keep thinking <laughs> spoilers. Ugh. Yeah, but of course. <clears throat> now I I just love the voodoo ceremony and and I'd been looking forward to doing this since since reading the book. A lot of people were like, "Are you going to tackle this voodoo ceremony? It's pretty complicated. It's very you know, there's a lot of material there." But and and at one point we considered, you know, what are we have to make we have to we have to pick you know we have to be selective in what we can show. But from the beginning, I was like, "We're going to do some we are going to do some voodoo for sure." Um, it's just so bizarre and colorful, and um, uh, we we got we found some incredible dancers. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing getting the the video of the dancers 
uh, just in their regular street clothes, dancing when you guys were rehearsing them. And I, I just couldn't wait to see them in costume and doing it for real on, in the, on the we set. Were, because... We rehearsed this quite a few times because uh, we did it on stage um, of quite a few times because you don't want to go out into the middle of a field no. and have people work <laughs> things out there. So, and um, the, so the... we wanted to incorporate the original uh, dance into yeah. it. Um, kind of bring Claire back into that moment and something that we would call back to opening yeah. up the portal. And just like when she and Frank were watching it from a hiding place, she and Jamie are watching from their hiding place, this this dance that's reminiscent of Craig Doom. She was watching it with who? Oh, Frank? Yeah, we, we don't say Frank anymore. Oh, he's Frank's dead. Frank's been dead for a long time. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Frank. Now, they're very surprised to see Willoughby here. Yeah. And we did a little something different than the book here. We we loved, um, you know, the Willoughby character and the Margaret character so much. And they're kind of these both these outsiders. It's uh, kind of lost souls. And we we built a little love story between them. And I it's, it's not very, you don't get to see a lot of them. But we felt that they were two people who could make this kind of instant connection because they're both... Uh, very deep souls who recognize each other when they meet each other um, and they end up together which we just thought it made us all really happy um, to think that they ended up together so it's something we did a little differently than the book but I think it's uh, very sweet and, 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 and in, it, the, uh, in the book um, it's Willoughby that betrays uh, Jamie uh, so you know yeah. we made him more a hero I think and, and less of a um I, I well, know. there was a, a, a in the book. There was a big plot with a, a murderer in Edinburgh, the 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 fiend. Um, we just didn't have room to do all of that in this season. We had made the decision early on to do Voyager in one season. Um, we kept being asked, "Are you going to make two seasons out of it?" And maybe we could have, but then we would have risked maybe having, you know, some episodes not as jam packed as these are. Condensing it and making it, I feel like each one is its own thing that uh, there's never a dull moment. Well, and, um, if we would have done two seasons out of Voyager, then the reunion would have been this episode. Yeah, and you wouldn't have wanted would, to wait that long yeah. for the reunion, no. I think it would have been called Abandoned Ship. Exactly. Uh, I don't think anybody would have waited 13 episodes. Right, so we, we put it all in. So we just, we, we simplified. Uh, you know, people always say, what'd you cut? I don't like to look at it as cutting I look at it as simplifying and condensing, uh, just streamlining some of these storylines to make them maybe even more dramatic. Um, this is a callback to I love the this. pilot, yeah. um, or not the pilot, sorry, the premiere episode of this season, yeah. it's, uh, episode one, to yeah. and, and, and uh, we, we always plan to do this rabbit um, when we saw the opener of the season We're like we got to put that rabbit in because we really wanted to give some validity to margaret and show that she wasn't just a fake a phony um you know yeah. seer then and we knew that if we said she it's like she has to have seen something that only jamie and claire knew yeah so that they would believe like oh my god she she does have a gift and that rabbit is something that even claire doesn't know about so this is one of my favorite moments made they hadn't even told anybody, you know, uh, other than uh, episode eight where Claire tells um, about the bird song, but she doesn't do it in a way that it's right. not that story. So Right. And then, of course, uh, Brianna's, you know, she she's channeling Brianna when she says, I love you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I think dreaming this, about you, Daddy, and I love you, Mommy. She's, I think this was one of the most complicated parts for me was – this the prophecy and getting the information out and having it make sense because it's it is a very layered prophecy it was actually more it was more uh complex before we trimmed it, it was down. it would i think it would we 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 simplified it a little for a tv audience it would have been hard to understand the complicated you know diana had an amazing one in the book but it was very complicated it would have been hard to explain and do in an hour-long episode or, or, you know, the tidbits throughout the season. And we made it a little more dramatic in that Galus wants to go back and kill Brianna rather than she wants to go back and Brianna is going to be the last of the Lovett line. Or, um, 
in that story, we weren't sure what Galus was going to do. And Clara had to stop her just because she was a zealot with a crazy idea going, you know, to find my daughter who's supposed to be the next ruler. We, we said it'd be much cleaner and easier for a TV audience to understand if she's going to, she's going back to kill her because when you kill the, then the king will rise. And this was also shot, this was shot over a, a couple nights where we, we, you try to keep the energy going um, in one section, you know, with the, with the, mm-hmm. and build and build and build. And we had a little alcove cut out where they could, we could do the scenes here where, where Margaret was doing her readings and where, where. Uh, is this real sugar cane too? No, it's not sugar is cane it, at all. What is it? It's it's like a banya grass or something. It looks, call it. it looks. Um, it plays very well for sugar cane. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. I, I, I just love this setting. Yeah, they. Uh, it's we, like we're bringing it, bringing it to a, you know, crescendo. You know, uh, an apex of the yeah. of the scene. We want. We really wanted um, for Archie to get his in the end. You know, to be, and he's just, you know, Willoughby kills him to save Margaret, and. He's, he's the, just taken away by the by the crowd yeah. and uh, kind of almost like Galus was taken away. I love the guy stay. puts his wig on. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I was just said it was uh, it wasn't you know no one told him to do it. He just did it and and it just played so well. You know, almost like he's you know yeah uh, taken over his spirit. I, I kind of love that. So this this jungle that you see is our art department and Green's department grew this jungle. On the bat lot, oh, and when man. we first it arrived, yeah. it was, um, it wasn't very big. It wasn't, you know, wasn't overgrown or anything. And we we decided to uh, just kind of let it go, and, and it became it became this living, kind of breathing thing. It was great. So we, so we wanted to tie in the kind of the Kragnadun of it all is right. the. This is the. That's why we put the stones up top to kind of create that there's this is the place and the dancing was opening up the portal. Yeah, um, basically Jamie is like, if anything happens, you have to follow her through the stones. Um Jamie and Claire, they live, you know, they're, they have a very unstable existence. At any point, they could be parted again. They could lose each other. They live in a dangerous time. Uh, they always are up to some adventure. And they're, they're almost like constantly saying goodbye to each other, yeah. not knowing if, they're, if they'll be apart. This, this was very complicated to film. I, I yes. This, I don't know how you managed to to get to all this action. It's very. There's so much going on here. Well, it's also you know once again you're trying to condense uh, you know a large part of the book bo- the book that that when we're telling this story and make it simple to just and and tell it in a in a small mm-hmm. portion um, of of an overall script you know and it, it's tough to do. It's very, it's very complex here. We've got Ian. Um, Sam. She's trying to save his life. She's trying to save Brianna. That's why we had to, the two battles going on on either side of the pool is... Uh, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a voiceover person, so that was added in post. Uh, uh, I think... Uh, there was a concern people wouldn't understand what's the what's the portal because before at Cragnadoon it's the rock you know it's the stones and if you're in a cave what would you run towards would you go toward, through the wall or what so uh, we tried to have we thought it was a clever solution to do this pool and say that that is the is where she would have gone through and she runs towards it 
Galus runs towards it, and she's gonna, you know, go through time. I know, but it, see, me for me, I I actually think that her look there tells us. Whoa. And uh, we actually uh, used a, a a stunt double body for um, for that. And yeah, I like how a, Jamie frees uh, frees Hercules here. And Hercules is like, I'm getting out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> He's like, it's kind of like Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Everybody run. Um, but Claire. In in this part where Katrina and I were talking about, it and she she really felt like it would pull her, uh, like it would pull her in to. You know, so she was drawn to it. Yeah. Um, kind of like she was drawn to the stone. Like she was, yeah, wanted to put. So Jamie's, Jamie's, well, she like hears this, the buzzing this. and Jamie can't hear it. And, and she, it's almost like so in her head. He grabs and her and saves her, just probably what he wanted to do. And, uh, 213, you know, episode 213, he wanted to, I love John was, uh, conscious enough to, like, take grab the these stones because that's what got him into the trouble in the first place. Right. And then Jamie would never leave that photo. So, no. Wow, I feel bad. I love Galus. Well, and that's the thing. That in, it's so in, hard to say goodbye. Well, yeah, I don't know about goodbye, but. <laughs> so long, farewell. Yeah. Uh, it's a long night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, I love this scene because this is where we're going to see through Claire's flashback when she re- recalls the bones that we planted in episode 305, Freedom and Whiskey, which I wrote. I know people were like, what the heck is up with the bones? They don't seem to be, what was that all about? They seemed very random, especially to non, non-book readers. Book readers knew that that was actually Galus's skull that she was holding when she got this sort of sixth sense. Um, and, you know. Well, and also and that, now, that, scene in 305 dictated what we could do in 313 mm-hmm. so i i couldn't have them cut her head completely off right because joe says someone tried to cut her head off right. with a dull blade and since that would already that that already aired you know yeah. that was already told so we had to adjust how we killed her so it matched right so that's why her galus's head doesn't yeah. come all the way off yeah and I believe I had in the script, she tells Jamie, she's like, oh, my God, these bones came to the hospital and it was Galus. And I didn't know, but like it's her realization. But we actually cut that out in the editing room because, you know, Katrina's performance was strong enough that it was more it was just more dramatic well, to have also, it in her head. It was also and too much flashback. It was too much for her to be that cognizant and, and say it all in the moment. We just wanted her to get a shiver of, yeah. oh, my God, this happened before and it came full circle this could be the end of the show and that's why i love this episode it's like you might think oh here comes the credits and then nope you know we have a whole third of the show left to go and we're back on the ocean and now we take our breather um and book readers will recognize what we call the shaving scene um which we stole from another part of the book yeah this is uh i remember talking to diana and she said this is one of her favorite uh what she calls sex scenes in 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 the series, not yeah. our series, in her series. Yeah. And um, I think one of the, the nice things about this moment is it's one of those intimate things that couples do, especially our couple, Jamie and Claire, is they have sex without having sex. In, in a way, it's this all about the foreplay, and the foreplay is what kind of leads yeah. up to... Yeah, it's Jamie talking and um, saying, here's all the things I'd like to do to you. Yeah. It's just as sexy as actually doing them, especially when it's Jamie. Um, but I'll, this would have been in another episode. I forgot which one, but we were like, let's let's keep it for the finale because we want to have a literal calm before the storm here. And I think both of them are so great in this scene. They just They're so playful and they're so... They've come through this really dramatic, awful experience, um, but now they're relaxing. It's over with. Well, this is when we when we tone this particular scene. It was this is the first time you could breathe, 
It's yeah. the first time since coming back, since the reunion, um, that they could be themselves. Um, yeah. In the reunion, they're actually, there is a, there's still a guardedness, certainly by Jamie, because he has the secrets that he's carrying. Yeah. And I think this is the one where everything's out on the table. Yeah. They know everything on the table, even Claire, um, is that they're, they can just be themselves and they can picture a future for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's the, the nice moment. This moment is that we have a future together. We're going to be together and we can take our time and be slow about it. I mean, little do they know what's coming, but, uh, <laughs> you know. The lighting is so, so pretty here in this scene. They just, they both look good and they just. No one hearing was the important part because we talked about that. Like, <laughs> hey, they would have said, and we're like, yeah, but privately, if they were, if it was a private moment. Because, you know, normally Jamie and Claire are around, you know, 20 people all the time. They very rarely get to be alone, alone. <laughs> yeah. I like so originally, uh, in, this is Captain Rain's quarters. And, and when uh, he had a he had a hammock on the other side of the, the room here. And, and I didn't I didn't want them to. Right. You know, first off, trying to even get in a hammock is difficult, let alone uh, doing it in a ha hammock. So I had him uh, build a, a bed along the uh, uh, the back right near the windows, and it also plays into the next scene. So um, just to give him, you know, you yeah. want to give Jamie and Claire a little more room. You know, they, yeah. uh, Jamie needs, he's a man of action. He needs some room. <laughs> he's also a big guy. So. He's, he's, he's the captain. Well, he's not the captain of the ship, but he's now with Rain's gone. He is... The leader. Well, the the um, the first mate said, "Hey, look, you. I'll you drive. The, yeah. I'll drive. You navigate." Basically, yeah. <laughs> he said, "You'll you be um, if you if you take charge of the men, I will make sure we get where we're going. But yeah. you can have the captain's quarters, and and certainly Jamie wasn't going to pass that up." I just love seeing them laugh together when they're laughing and relaxed like this. I mean, again, another show that you work on may may cut these kind of scenes because they're like, well, you don't really, it's not essential to the story. You know, it's not pushing the plot forward. But this is where I sh our show lives in these moments. You know, this is the plot, the, the emotions between Claire and Jamie. And we have the luxury of playing these nice, long scenes with them just connecting. And that's what people love seeing. That's what I love. Um, so we just, we... This, we is, um, this is a moment, you know, we just watched kind of a war story. You know, they were there was a battle going on. And you need to take these moments and slow it down a little bit and, and give the characters and the audience a little moment to breathe because yeah. we know what's coming. You know, they don't, the character doesn't know what's coming, but we do. So we need everybody to take a deep right. breath. And, you know, we, we called this episode, the eye of the storm. Um, not originally. Not originally. You it called had, it we, sea change. And I, I, was like, I had named what? it sea change. That was a perfectly good name. It, it was a metaphor for how their life has changed after their, this voyage on the sea. But then we called it new world. And then we, we thought did. maybe that gave it away a little too much because they obviously end up. Well, also it was in, the the title was tweeted out really early, and I think we didn't. I, I didn't. Uh, we changed it. <laughs> well, eye of the storm, I I think is a perfect metaphor because obviously we're going to see the real storm in a moment. We're going to see them actually in, in the physical eye of the but storm. The, but but Claire to me, was Claire was in the eye of the storm with Galus. Well, they're always in the eye and, eye of the storm, and these they're in the eye of some storm. Their life is a storm, but these scenes right here, that's the eye of the storm. Because when they're alone together and they have these intimate moments, that's what keeps them safe. Well done, Tony. It's, the whole, well it, done. it's a metaphor for the whole season, really, and the whole series. That's why you're a writer. That's why <laughs> you, you do this. That was, that was smooth. That More was like, champagne. That was like butter. <laughs> that was like butter on hot bread. Oh, I got to oh, – she's directing me to actually pour her more champagne. I need a little – champagne. She pointed to the bottle Thank you and waved very her much, glass Mr. in front Roberts. of me. I, I just want to point 
So I want all the fans to know um, how good I am to you. Oh, you're you're the best. Can you hear the bubbles? Mm, God, that's good champagne. That's the bubbles. At least it's afternoon. It's not. Yeah, I know. At least the last one we did was morning, and it like, was like, is it really too early for whiskey? What's going on? So we we deliberately here, um, it was a creative choice to do this really hard cut. Um, we talked about it uh, for, for a while, and we wanted it to be jarring. It's just as jarring for the, char- or the audience as it was for the characters to be thrown into this type of a storm. Um, we shot this storm a sequence. First, uh, right? Yeah, we did it when the weather was warm down there, and... It was uh, it was really fun to shoot. If you ask Katrina and Sam, they'll probably say the same thing. Um, I, I, I said I had one of the biggest super soakers in the world. I had two massive um, a wind. A super soaker is a, like, a machine that makes what wind and Well, water. no, I mean, you know, like kids super soakers? Well, mine was uh, had a V8 power <laughs> engine with ah. two big fans and it shoots water out with wind yeah. and be, be, between every take I would have to soak them wow. and yeah. get them super wet before we could start and they would just have to stand in the middle of the ship and just get pelted with wind and water but uh, uh, I have a few photos of it that I'll post uh, yeah it was it was crazy that you had to shoot this first I remember looking at the schedule and going you're kidding me this your first directing assignment, and you're and you have to shoot the storm sequence, the well, hardest a, thing to it's shoot. A, it's first. the first. It's the first episode. It's the first episode. I've, I've directed, Matt, Matt been has, directing for. Yeah. He has directed a lot of second unit stuff, stuff you wouldn't have even known that he did. But you've had a lot of experience with Outlander and done all of our title cards. Yeah. So. Um, it's, but still, to take on this, this was so well done. But it was. I can't imagine having to shoot this before the whole rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, it was starting off with a bang, that's for sure. Well, it's also tough for the actors, too. You know, I mean, they have to get, they have to be at the end of the show before the beginning of the show. And that's, that's tough. So you just, you know, we, we work up to it. We, we, we talk about it a lot. We tone, uh, we call them tone meetings. And, and I think one of the, one of the neat moments of uh, this is, when when the big wave hits uh um sam you know we he said he was uh he was game to do it um <laughs> and uh he does a lot of his own stunts he does. he does most of his own stunts but this is a big one he does um he is uh he's really a gamer when it comes to doing this so This just looks so cool, and and I mean, every time I watch it, I'm kind of amazed because, you know, we, we watch it in dailies, and it's green screen, and so you just see some of this with the green around it, and then finally when all, this, all the final effects get in there, you're like, holy shit, look at this. this- it, it's like I'm my, my heart's in my throat. I can barely watch it because uh, it, it really looks so real and... It's, it was a it was a big sequence. It's a big sequence for. I love that shot. For I just yeah, love that me shot too. when the mast comes down into the water. Um, and it's, but to just have it be a part. Normally, a, a a show would do this as the whole episode. Oh yeah, and I, we just did it as a sequence. So a lot of debate on um, the next couple beats uh, on how to, you know, how to. Because our goal was ultimately we needed Claire and Jamie to be on the deck by themselves. Yeah. And so we we had a we had a a, a ship expert, um, a tall ship expert who sailed these things for years, yeah. and he we we worked with him to figure out a way of what would they would do and would they they would batten down the hatches they would get below yeah because they lost once you lose the sail once you lose the mast you're kind of helpless i i love learning about all this how you in a storm you're supposed to sail into the wind yeah into the wind and if that when the mast breaks and they go sideways that's what allows this wave now they're yeah parallel to the waves and it's gonna 
it's going to capsize them. So that was the the moment where when the initial wave hits. Uh, that was Sam. He took the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, and he loved every <laughs> minute of it. Well, at least that's what he said. And this is where we kind of switch up. I don't know if anybody noticed this, but we we took all the music out of that sequence. And the music starts here on purpose. And now we come back into the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And if you notice the music here is, if you recognize it, it's actually a version of the music uh, from Faith, the episode. Um, it Because it's just surreal and sad but kind of beautiful at the same time. And now we catch up to our opening. And Kat, they really, we put them in the deep tank, right? And she, they is, really went in the water. This and is a deep tank. This is a mix. They of, did. Of, this is really them. This is not an effect. No, they are swimming. They are falling through no, the water. No, that's, that's doubles. The close-ups they are were of, the, They were, but I, won't, I don't want to... I want to claim something that so right, right. the close-ups are obviously them in the dink, the deep tank. Yeah. But the wide shots are doubles. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Yeah. So, but but both uh, Katrina and Sam had to go through scuba training, and we so th- what they would do is they would have a a, a, bre- a breathing apparatus on their mouth, and then they right. would give it up when they were ready, and then. Um, uh, and then we'd start to roll. The takes right. were anywhere between 10 to 30 seconds. No yeah. no more than that. So I love this. <laughs> this is my favorite part. And this is something that... Um, this was an idea you had from the very beginning um, to do this shot where they come up. They come up and things seem to be calm because they are in the eye and they don't realize it. And they're like, well, maybe the worst of it's over. And they're looking around, but they're stranded in the middle of the ocean. But then as we pull up, you always you always describe this as we're going to pull up, up, up until we are we see the eye of the hurricane. Because that's the, that's the story. If you don't see how they survive, then you don't you, – you, you wonder. I also thought that Jamie and Claire have – both the best luck and the worst luck. They have they have so many bad things happen to them. That's true. And you almost want to give them the fact that the the, the big wave hits them is such bad luck. But then yeah. it happened right on the on the um, uh, when the eye was opening that that's what you believe. Oh, yeah. that's what could have saved them is this momentary, and it gives them yeah. a time to get onto. This this floating. It's, it's piece really of magical. Wood. It's 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 magical, but I love it. It's what our show does best is show that these moments ex- can exist in real life. That that there's magical moments um, where you get through things, where your love can get you through things. And this transition too, you plan from the beginning. I remember saying to go from the hurricane to the swirling of the tide pool. Yeah, this was really beautiful the way you shot that. This was a. This was one of the tougher days um, because uh, South Africa, this beach faces um, the wrong way. Uh, meaning, meaning the sun comes up um, the other, t- uh, the other uh, in the in the obviously in the east, but we needed it to come up. Uh, you know, we needed we needed this to be dawn, and uh, so this is dawn. West coast or east coast, United States. And there, the beach faces the wrong, you know, faces the wrong way. So the sun was traveling the wrong direction all day long. Right. And so to to kind of make it match, we had a plan for that. Uh, yeah. We had a plan to film the last shots, which technically are the first shots. So th- right. that, that makes perfect sense to me. I right. hope that made sense to I, everybody I, else. I'm following you. Yeah. Even after two glasses of champagne, I'm yeah, following you. Yeah, there you, you. go. Also, this was another blocking issue that we had. It's like, well, I think, you know, even when I've read the book, you know, you imagine them kind of standing there talking to each other. And it's like, why would they be, you know, they would be crawling, crusted with sand. And, you know, they just survived 
Yeah, they survived a hurricane, they are. you know? I, so, yeah, exactly. They're, so This must have been fun to shoot. Sandiest totally... day. This is the sandiest day in <laughs> Outlander sand on history. her eyelashes. Look at that. Yeah. It's just great. Uh, we spent the whole day on the beach. Um, this was an entire day of filming. And uh, I'm sure Katrina and Sam uh, spent the next two days getting sand out of places that... Uh, <laughs> um, At this point, they think everyone that they love might be dead. Yeah. I mean, because the boat, if the ship was lost, that means Fergus, Marsley, Young Ian, they're, you know. I think we. So we had to say south. Which that was actually north he pointed, so we had to make sure he pointed the right direction. So we're on the west coast of of Africa right now. Oh right, right. I, now, in the book, this was the last line where he says, I'm James Frazier, yeah. it's my wife. But that's because he had used like three aliases and yeah, not been he, able to say his real name yeah, and for we, quite a we while. We obviously went away from we, that, yeah. We had simplified it. He doesn't use the aliases, and he was James Frazier on the journey. So we elected to just, we still have it in there. It's the second to last line. But we went for, you know, we thought for us, for the show, this last line being that we're, we're in America um, well, that, that's where we're that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah that's so that's why it was season. so important. Well, you know, all of this time they've been searching for a home. I mean, Claire's been looking for a home ever since you know she saw a vase in a window in the pilot, and Jamie. You know, they've been back to Lollybrock, which isn't his anymore, and they've been they're they're back together, but they didn't have a home, and now this is maybe a chance for a new a new home and a new start, and. Um, this will carry us into season four. That was a tough staging. It's like, what do you do when there's two people start crying? You got to go, right, <laughs> let's go see if there's any more survivors. So uh, we this did this a great, with a, this is a great did shot. this with a drone and we flew over the top of them hugging. Seeing them on the beach. And then we open up to uh, essentially America. And then we talked to Bear about creating some drums and, and, pipes to kind of pipe you into the next season so yeah so that's the the new uh to say hey there's something coming so welcome into the new world and the new season everyone thanks for being with us for this season season three we had a great time we hope you enjoyed it we did yeah thank you everyone and um please come back for season four uh, where we got some uh, new stories. Uh, well, some great so new the stories. The book readers will know what some of them are, and, and we have some and surprises some, some for surprises. you. some surprises. Always some so, surprises. There we go. Um, anyway, until next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks so much, everyone. We really appreciate all of you.